Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dale Comstock, Joe Teddy, two American warriors. What's going on, guys? What's up, brother? All right, so doing, it's uh, I can only do about an hour today, but um, so you guys were talking about because we were just saying not so nice things about Tony Robbins, and uh, yeah, we all kind of agreed upon he he always he kind of targets the same middle aged balding guys that want to go back to a time and uh, you know, turn back time, but no one's really, no one's really there's no there's no male figures for I'm very lucky I have a an awesome father who's in my life. Some of my friends don't, and I know a lot of them, a lot of my friends my age right now, 29, are just starting to have sons. And um, a lot of them aren't happy with the the way things are going nowadays, where it's, you know, toxic masculinity, where boys can't be boys. I have three brothers. You know, my mom said it was much easier to raise boys because we go outside and we punch each other, and you don't need to explain it any more than that. But nowadays, it's it's being demonized, and you guys were just talking about that, and I thought it was pretty neat, so let's just jump on into it. So, what is it? What what is it? I mean, I'm too old. I'm 29. I get it. I'm not. I'm not. I can't. I can't qualify for the coupon. But uh, yeah. What is it? What is what is y'all's youth training, and why is it better than, you know, the yeah, diamond so, dozen you know, stuff out there? You have to look at uh, look at the world today that we live in, and uh, you know, it's a different world from at least one from when Joe and I were almost the same age, grew up. Okay, we're actually in our mid-50s. <laughs> um, I'm actually over that hump. In fact, I'm a little more in mid-50s. But um, grow, when we grew up, you know, it was, you know, it was, you know, we were rough and tumble boys, man. We, you know, we we, we had a problem. We, we sell it with a fight. And then we shook hands and dusted off and went back to being friends again, you know. Um, <laughs> I had, you know, I'll share a quick story. My dad growing up, right? My dad, man, I mean, if I got in a fight, I remember there, Several times I get in a fight with my friend out the street. We're out there rolling around on the street in the middle of the night, punching each other in the face. And my dad would walk out, <laughs> and I hate to say this, this sounds bad, but my dad likes to drink beer. And yeah. he, he took walk out with a beer, and he took his beer, and he looked down at me, and go, you know, kick his hey, you know, son. And uh, if you don't, don't come home. I'm gonna let him beat your butt when you yeah, go, right? Yeah, yeah. He'd watch me fight for a while, and then he'd leave, and then you know, me and my friend would finish up and shake it off. And, yeah. and uh, we were still best friends after that. You know, yeah. it's just what boys do. You know. Yeah. Um. And and so. You know, did it make me a bad person? No, absolutely not. Um, I learned a lot of life's lessons there. We are social animals. <clears throat> we have a hierarchy, okay? That's why we need, you know, we have leadership, supposedly, you know? That's why we have government. We have all these leadership figures in our in our lives, right? We look up to what God or, you know, public, you know, whatever. Um, so, because that's what we need, right? Um, we're social animals. We're not, uh, you know, independent type of animals, you know? We're like we're we're like lions, not tigers, right? Mm. In that regard, so mm. we need to have a group, and uh, and so when you have any type of a social hierarchy, you, you have to have a hierarchy. I guess we have a social group. You have to have a hierarchy, right? Somebody's got to be in charge. If you're not, it's the it's the normal thing is to 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 buck for that station, right? To mm. move up, um, and so and there's actually a science behind all of this. I won't get get into the details of it right now, but the point to all my my point is here. You know, society has bought into the feminist narrative that, you know, we're all equal, okay? And we should all, there's, and everything should have an equal outcome and, and toxic masculinity. Well, nobody can tell me what the heck toxic masculinity means, right? There's no such thing, okay? Yeah. There's masculinity, okay? There's yeah. femininity, you know, and there's, you know, and then there's the androgynous ones, okay? But we, we're not going to talk about that. But uh, so, you know, there's no such thing as masculinity, mm. um, just not. Mm. And, um, and so what we want to do is we want to reach out to people, particularly 13 to 17 year old teenagers. Okay. And go, look, you know what, why don't you, you know, why don't you let us, you know, be your mentor, be your coach, um, and give you some, 
you know, give you some training, some ideas on how to be a better you, to be more successful in life, to be not only physically fit, but understand what does fitness mean? What does diet mean? Mm -hmm. um, and why is that so important in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Let us help you think differently, right? Stop stop buying into the herd mentality, okay? We're, we're enculturated very early on to believe certain things that are often, um, they're not true, okay? And what we're going to teach these kids is challenge paradigms, not challenge authority, challenge paradigms, mm -hmm. but respect authority, right? Um, and just because somebody says something that you think is an authority figure doesn't necessarily mean they're right. Mm -hmm. You know, I can look back at a lot of the people who are authorities in my life, even my parents, were wrong, Yeah. okay? And it took me a long time to figure that out, and I missed a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. because of that, because they shaped my way of thinking, which shaped my direction of, of travel, right? Mm -hmm. So... We want to do that, and we want to help kids be better versions of themselves. We want them to be successful when they go to college. We want them to be successful in their careers. We want them to be successful in relationships. You know, in a way, in my mind is I'm thinking I like this. I want to make James Bond, man. I want to yeah. make a bunch of James Bond, yeah. right? You know, that's you know, they're cool all the way around. You know, they they they're 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 the envy of every yeah. man, the envy of every woman, but they're you know, on the on, but they're also morally and ethically straight, yeah. um, and you know, and they're and they're altruistic. Um, so that's kind of where we're going with this. And I'll let Joe kind of expand on a little bit more. Um, he's got some great ideas. Please do. Yeah. So um, what Dale's saying is absolutely right. So we were actually talking the other day because we already have adult uh, clients that we're coaching. Sure. And we were just sitting there thinking, uh, and I think even Dale brought it up. It's like, what about these, you know, the young men that we're talking about right now, not so much the females, but the young men out there that um, just aren't being mentored uh, for lack of a better word, either because it's a single parent situation, maybe their fathers aren't involved in their life, maybe their fathers aren't up to snuff. You know, um, I, I hate to say this, but I've met more than a few uh, successful uh, females that you know have their lives together. Um, you know, got great jobs, make good money. They were married. Uh, they have sons, young sons, but unfortunately, um, they've got um, poor. Um, father figures, uh, they're in the background. So, um, you know, what does that kid do? Uh, you know, females, you know, a great female role model, but a, a young man, like Dale was saying, uh, 13 to 17 year old, very impressionable. Mm. Um, he needs a, a masculine role model mm. and, and he does. And so, um, so we started talking about it and, you know, we started doing our homework, of course, doing our due diligence and looking online. And we were like, there's nobody out there doing this. Right. Like there are some people, but they're specifically targeting things like, you know, uh, kids with ADHD and other things like that. We're not talking about that. Yeah. You know, they are not qualified to, uh, to counsel kids on those type of uh, mental illnesses. However, we are qualified to uh, mentor and coach young men on how to be men. Hmm. And so, um, and so we came up with like 15 imperatives you know, and the first one, it, it first and foremost, is respect your parents, not mm. your parents. Like that was that was hammered into me. You know, my father was one of my mentors. Like Dale, I know Dale's had several mentors in his life. I've had a few. My father was one. My grandfather's another. One. You know, my father didn't have any money or nothing, but he always taught me to respect my elders, respect women. You know, please, thank you, yes, ma'am, all that stuff. So respect and honor your parents above all else. You know, you know, another imperative is speak the truth at all times. You know, even if it's painful to do so, don't get in the habit of telling lies. So maintain the moral high ground, especially when no one's watching. Mm, that's the we all know, right? That's the number one. We all know it's easy to do the right thing when everybody's watching. Yeah. But when you're alone. You know, and you got that little devil going, go ahead and do it. And then, no, don't <laughs> yeah. go, I'm not going to do it, right? Uh, that's when we want these young men to maintain the moral high ground and do the right thing when nobody is watching. Hmm. And just like Dale said, you know, maintain your body. You know, don't use words like good enough because that sets a bar it's and that's it. Yeah, it's so always be learning and growing. You honor your body. Um, be able to train yourself to defend yourself and others. So we've, we've got these moral imperatives um, that we came up with and I think they're really good um, because it covers everything and and in the beginning I'm like let's just do five I'm like well, why would you just do five let's talk about it mm -hmm. like so I just get into it and we actually have 15 of them so um, I just think this is, this is a really important thing right now look our world is not getting any better mm -hmm. I mean and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a doomsday guy but look these young men 
that are going to be put out into society, uh, whether they go to advanced learning or they go to another profession or whatever the case may be, they become entrepreneurs, you know, they are going to have to be able to combat stress and all kind of things that a lot of these kids have been insulated from. Mm. And I got to tell you, uh, I would say 90%, if not more, that of the, the single parents that I know right now, men and women that have young men, a majority of their time is sitting in front of Xbox, playing games. They're, they're completely oblivious. They're, they are getting no training on how to be men. Hmm. When that Xbox goes away, and it will, now what are you going to do? Yeah. And, what are you going to do? And, and I would say it's... It's it's a mixture of, of no train not no training is present to be men, but it's also in some cases it's not even necessarily that. It's that there is a present there is a presence of a force to not be a man. You know, it's exactly. what, what Einstein said. He said he said if a fish goes to school and its intelligence is based on its ability to climb a tree, it's gonna go its whole life thinking it's an idiot. Right? <laughs> so you know what? Einstein has some good quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Einstein, he's a smart fellow. Look him up. Yeah. But yeah. but it's but it's true. It's if you are if you are raised in such a way that the person you literally are born as you are told from the get-go that you are a thorn in the side of society, that you are you are too rough, that you are right. too you have your edges are too sharp. Right. You're going to go through your whole life either thinking that there's something wrong with you or right. thinking Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Just, you're going to be carrying around a guilt that is misplaced because it has no, it has no legitimacy to be there. It's when you, yeah. And it's not only that, but that's not happening everywhere in the world. It's happening in our society and a couple other first world countries. The vast majority of the world men are being men and there's going to be a day when you know it's like when you meet the football team across town and they don't practice with pads right and and you're like oh man these guys they don't care how soft we are they're knocking us unconscious right eventually you're going to come toe to toe i mean dude as a as a uga graduate and an honor roll student who got into medical school i can tell you the few guys that really gave me a run for my money not letting me bust the curves they were immigrants because every, wow. everyone yeah. else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sung Yup and uh, Obi Ekalito from Africa and from South Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone else would say, you know, there's a curve and every, why are you pushing it so hard? Why do you have to get a 99? Why can't you just get a 75? You'll still right. get an A. And then you look at these two guys and one of them's like, dude, my father doesn't speak English. And the other one is like, dude, I grew up in a, I grew up working in a laundromat in South Korea. Like wow. there's a certain like. There is no, like, what do you mean slow down? What do you mean don't go harder? There, right. You go hard until you have what you want. And so we can soften our, we can, as Rogan says, we can nerf up our society and, and curve the edges all we want. Right. 99% of the world is not playing that way. So whether it's you go into business or go to medical school, or as you guys know, going to the military, no one else cares. So if you don't have a, a father figure or... Yeah, if you don't have a, a, a figure teaching you how to be a man and or you have a figure or a society telling you not to be one, I mean, once you hit 18 or 21, you're, yeah. you're done. You are it's done. Like, where, these kids, where, where these kids are finding their, their skill sets is on TV. Yeah. TV and on the internet, and that is the worst place to be trying to put your skill sets together. You know, just like Dale and I say, it's like you want to have a toolbox – of all of these skills, you want a wrench and a hammer and a screwdriver and a socket set. Yeah. But if you grow up and all you got is a hammer and it's time to put in a screw in the wall, you know, I mean, you have no other points of reference on how to deal with people, you know, how to be a leader, you know, mm-hmm. how to be a servant leader. You know, these, if you say that to a team, they don't, what do you mean a servant leader? Yeah. A servant doesn't lead. 
Well, actually, a servant leader does exactly that, yeah. you know? So, um, and we want kids to have, you know, that, that wolf pack mentality. You know, the strength of the wolf is in the pack, mm. and the strength of the pack is in the wolf. Mm. You, you can lead, but you also have to understand the me-we mentality. You've got to be part of a team, but you also have to be able to work autonomously by yourself. Mm. And these are so, man, it's so important. And I, I tell you, I, I've worked with a lot of kids. I've worked with Boy Scouts. And, I've done all kinds of speaking engagements for kids, you know, SADD, Students Against Trump Drive, all kinds of stuff when I was on the show. And I, I have a passion for working with kids. To be quite honest with you, more than I do with adults, because it's hmm. more needed. Hmm. You know, that's my opinion, Dale. I'm not, I don't want to speak for Dale, but like kids need this stuff so bad. Male teenagers need this so bad. So um, anyway, Dale, your thoughts? Yeah, no, and so yeah, I want to just kind of expand on what he said a minute ago, which is so true, right? So we don't, you know, first of all, you know, in the last twenty years, you know, we we have this is our society, parts of our society have um, really tried to dilute our the masculinity in males, right? Everybody's a winner, everybody gets a trophy, you know, and that's not how the real world works. The real world has winners. Mm. and losers mm, yeah. okay and so um if you want to be a winner all right the one that's going to win is the one that has a lot more skill sets more tools in the toolbox is diverse right mm. so you know what joe was saying earlier you know if all you have is a hammer okay everything you know and everything in the world then looks like a nail right and so but that doesn't you can't use a hammer on everything right so yeah. you've got to have other tools um it's, it kind of goes with what you said a minute ago about einstein the fish having to cry yeah i'm an idiot right yeah so you know that's that's the linear thinking um and i, I made a point you know the last couple of times we've talked even right now right there's people sitting at home going man what am I going to do? I don't have a job now. I only have one skill set. I only have one thing I'm good to do. And I don't know when I come out of this other end of this virus, will there be an opportunity for me or will I have to be in the unemployment line still? What's going to happen, right? <clears throat> so that brings a lot of you know trepidation. Um, and so what we're trying to tell kids is don't put yourself in that position, right? Be a multitasker, learn multiple skills, okay you don't have to go to college to learn all these skills in fact you don't have to go to college to learn any skills mm. okay i know plenty of people that are very successful very successful six-figure upward um you know incomes that have no college degree okay it's, it's about effective intelligence that's mm. the big difference effective yeah. intelligence right yeah. almost like street smarts yeah and uh, and so those are ones that get ahead and so that's what we want to do is teach young guys how to think like that we're not saying don't go to college that's your choice. Mm. You want to spend a lot of money and just walk away with a piece of paper and go, hey, I did it. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, that makes you feel good. Um, but what we want to do is share, you know, basically what we call in the Army TTPs, tactics, techniques, procedures, mm. all right, for success, for mission accomplishment. And uh, and so, you know, I'm always an advocate for having multiple um, income revenue streams, right? So. What does that mean? It means I have to do, I have to be good at several other things to make that happen, right? And so, for example, <clears throat> and I'm not trying to brag, but I'm sitting at home right now. And uh, for me, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm quarantined for 30 days. Cool. Yeah. I got a lot of things to do. And I got money coming in from different income strokes. Even though I'm not out manually working, yeah. I had money coming in from different places to sustain me, right? Yeah. And sustain my wife in in, Bal in Indonesia. Um, and and I that happened because way back I, I i read the tea leaves yeah. i realized that you know what it's, something could happen i don't wanna, if i lose my job then what happens yeah. so i better get more jobs right yeah. and to learn more things so that's what we want people to learn um i hate it when you know you know parents put all their stock into their, in their kid to learn one thing to become a doctor or something okay mm. yeah doctors are, are needed right now right um but uh, hey, anything can happen to you as a doctor, right? Mm. In fact, I spoke with a, a lady the other day, one of my clients, and um, same thing, right? I said, what happens if, you know, tomorrow, you know, you can't, you know, you, you take a head injury and you're, and you're now you're partially disabled, right? You don't have the cognitive skills you used to. You're still, you're still lucid, but you're not effective, mm. right? And uh, maybe you're, you're a surgeon, you can't use your fingers anymore, yeah. right? So what are you gonna do now? <clears throat> um, you know, well, maybe go into teaching or whatever. 
but you got to have a backup plan. And that's what that's one of the things we teach. I, I mentioned the other day on our program as well. Have a pace plan, right? Mm. Primary plan, alternate plan, contingency plan, emergency plan, right? Mm. Have backups, backups, backups. That's that's how my life is structured. And uh, so you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of dynamics at play. You know, we're you know we're, we're there's a lot of for you know Joe and I in this in this space. There's a lot of obstacles we're going to have to circumvent or, or bust through. There's a lot of walls we're going to have to tear down because people are going to put them up. Yeah. For example, Joe mentioned earlier that um, you know there's going to be dads out there that are going to be looking at us going, "I don't need you raising my kid," but yeah, you're probably not raising your kid either. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you are, more power to you. Yeah. You know, I'm not down, I'm not down to that at all. Yeah. Um, you know, or maybe you know. So and those, you know, be honest with you, we're not trying to appeal to those dads. Okay. And we're not. We were appealing to the son if he wants to learn something, but not to the dads. Hmm. We are appealing to the mothers out there that are, you know, single parents. Look, you can be the greatest mother on earth, but that doesn't mean you can you can uh, replace a man, a male figure, hmm. right? You just can't. <clears throat> and uh, Joe and I have a lot of have a lot of teenagers following us. A lot of teenagers following us. Uh, my friend in Indonesia, uh, he's Canadian. His son's 14. He came over to visit. He found out who I was, and he's been Googling me ever since, right? And I've suddenly overnight become his hero. Um, I, I can go on like that all day long. Joe has just as many. And the thing is, these young men want and, – and by the way, this kid – all the kids that I know, their fathers are studs. I mm. mean, they're bodybuilders. Yeah. They're, muscular, they're soldiers. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they do set a fine example for their boys, not, not taking anything away from them. But, you know, even me as a kid growing up, even though my dad was my hero – um I, you know joe mentioned earlier i have many heroes my father uh my german grandfather my german uncle um gary o'neill wrote the book american warrior uh jim smoky west who's my martial arts instructor um dave fabricius um who was a you know again he's he's also a public speaker and a coach um these are these are my six primary mentors in life and they're all men mm. they're all men okay not saying that, that there's no women out there i didn't look up to but they're men and because when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because I'm a man, and when I was a young man growing up, I wanted to aspire to be like these men, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to go out to be a girl. I didn't go. I want to be like Oprah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm a man. It's my genetics, man. Yeah. It's that my testosterone. It's you know I want to be that guy. Yeah. And there's a lot of kids that are out there that want to do that, and uh, you know, and they just don't know where to go. You know, the Xbox. That's a great example. You know, I've had kids challenge me and challenge my friends and say they could be just as good a soldier as us and just as effective in combat because they're like really good at you yeah. know at, at these war games on Xbox. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah that's like you know what you have no idea what war is all about and you're living in fantasy land. And I have personally seen in combat where these this generation of kids have literally sat down and stopped fighting while their friends, their their soldier friends uh, on the battlefield. Are dying and he yeah. just sat there and watched them because of what it was too hot yeah and we can talk about this all day long yeah. but the point is you know we want to help we want to do stuff that we can't i'm not saying we're saving anybody but we want to we want to create you know uh we want to create men that we can all be proud of mm. that we that are there you know to to lead us to protect us to um you know um it just enrich all of our lives right mm. just like the women out there okay mm. they have a place as well but joe and i we're not women, you know, and so we can't really we can't really mentor women or girls, right? Because we can't. Yeah, I, I, mean, I tried. It's kind of hard, right? Yeah, so, it uh, it's, it's, yeah. It just it's not that we couldn't, guys, and, and we could, but it's just for Bill and I's skill set and, and the way uh, we coach. Um, you know, it's not that we would turn a female away, but it would be more conducive for a young man. And one thing I do want to say, um, and 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 I'm sure, you know, Dale's going to agree with this and we've already talked about it. Um, we're actually going to have an application form um, for these young men. And the reason we're doing that is we aren't going to coach everybody. Hmm. Okay. Uh, there's no doubt that our, our business is going to blow up. Um, and, you know, we want quality, not quantity. So there's going to be, and we're working on it right now, there's actually going to be an application form 
that the parent or parents have to fill out. It's just a one pager mm. um, that basically describes the situation, um, some questions, and based off of what we read, um, you know, uh, we're either going to take them on as clients or not. And and somebody may go, well, that's kind of you know bad. Well, it, it's not. And let me tell you why. First, I'm not going to waste your time yeah. and your money and my time. Yeah. If I know if I read something about you, know, like, hey, you know, does your son do drugs? Yeah, he does heroin. Look, first things first. Yeah, go to rehab. Yeah. I, a man like Dale Comstock, you need to fix that first because yeah. all you're doing is is just roller skating uphill. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. So we're not going to do that to our clients. We want to make sure that we've got like 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 Dale was saying, we need the clay. Give mm-hmm. us the clay, mm-hmm. and we'll mold it. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll mold it. But if the clay is just falling apart like a soup sandwich, we can't we can't do anything. Yeah. And so that was one of the things I, I wanted to caveat is that we will not be taking everybody. Um, we're going to have a very select group of young men um, that we feel that our time is best vested in. Because again, like Dale was saying. These are future leaders. Hmm. You know, when, when I'm 70 years old, if, you know, God grants me that much life, these are going to be kids they are going to be, you know, in their mid thirties, who knows what they're doing. They could be, you know, heads of, you know, big companies and they could be all, all kinds of things, but we know the effect, you know, the cause and effect that this can have, and we take it very seriously. So we are going to be, it is going to be a selection process. Hmm um based off of our um off of our requirements yeah and it's it's for those who don't like it well i mean this is what come back to earlier what we talked about there are winners there are losers you don't always get what you want on the first try right if i mean and if let that be learning lesson number one so even if you don't get to do the program you are still benefiting from it by being told no Hey, there's the slap of reality. You get told no sometimes. So, I mean, I would say in that sense, anyone who fills out an application benefits. Um, So I want to talk about, we talked earlier about, you know, being told that you shouldn't be a man your whole life and that there's something wrong with you and that your very nature is is criminal in uh, at its root and just how incorrect that is. You know, one of two things will happen. You will either over 18 21 years you will bottle it up and suppress it forever and you will go through life being pushed around or once you finally get out of the household you're in and no one in authority is telling you not to be a man anymore you're gonna experiment with being a man for the first time at 18 or 21 when you're seven that's when you learn to punch friends and get punched back and be put in timeout. When you're 18 and 21, that's when you go to jail. And that's right. when you get a felony. And yep. that's when very you're no longer, yeah. Very good point. Yeah, work it out while you're younger, you know? It's like, we're, let's train with the new gear on base before we go on an operation. We can't, you know, Dale, your book, sorry, it's the first time I use night vision goggles. You're telling me this on a mission. And yeah, that guy walked off a cliff. Um, <laughs> literally, um, yeah, and so no, no, that, that's a very good point. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I'll, I'll just say this: I'll let Dale. I know Dale can run with this ball um, all day long because uh, he's got the education behind it. But one of the things that we're going to be telling these young men is, you know, like I was not an alpha male when I was born. I was mm-hmm. not. I was a beta male, like minus minus. Yeah. But that doesn't look. You know, and some young men are born alpha males. They are. Yeah. I was not. Can you learn it? Yes. I was around alpha males, alpha, and the farther up the food chain I went and what I did, the more alpha males like Dale, I was around and I learned how to be one. Mm. So it, I want to just make sure that it, who's ever listening, um, you know, the, um, the single mom or, or single father, whoever is saying, well, look, my son is not an alpha male. Look, he doesn't need to be. Mm. As a matter of fact, if he's a beta male, uh, they're probably going to get more from what we're going to, you know, show them and coach them on than an alpha male would yeah because these are gonna be new thought processes yes so beta males are a certain way alpha males are a certain way and to to really reap the reward of what we're doing um we're, we want you to be to think like an alpha male because mm. the alpha males are the leaders they are successful they're outspoken they're confident not cocky humble you know 
on and on and on. That is the type of young man we're going to try to 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 mold. You know, respects women. You know, you don't talk back to women. You don't curse the women. You know, you don't hit women. Blah 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 blah. Um, and so I just wanted to clear that up before we went any farther. I just didn't want yeah. to go, man. You know, like you guys are two pipe hitters. And uh, yeah, again, that was a job we're past that. Yeah, you know? it was just a step in our careers. You know, uh, you know. Hey, you know, hey, let me let me share something right now. And I told this to Dale the other day, and he didn't. You know, I get pedicures every now and then. <laughs> hey man, yeah. hey man, there's nothing wrong hey, with man. that. Hey, look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I love sitting there with six women on my left and six on my right, and they're all looking at me, and I'm getting my feet. There's hey, nothing wrong with that. It's called honoring your body. Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong. Hey man, and an alpha male is cool with that yeah it's confidence cool. yeah hey yeah when anyway we, yeah. i see dale laughing so go ahead and beat me up no, a little bit i was gonna i was gonna say no man i was gonna say no man you know once your clients are old enough and they're 21 man hey you'll learn girly drinks are the best drinks man they're awesome they're, there's nothing wrong with that anyone that has a problem with it they've never had them they've never had them there's nothing wrong with daiquiris man they're tasty they're wonderful they're colorful yeah, you, know, uh, you know joe was right though believe it or not I was also a, the wimpy kid growing up. Mm. I was very small. And to put it in perspective, my mom and dad are both ready for this five foot four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're munchkins, man. You know, I mean, they're not midgets, but you know, they're, 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 they're small people. And, uh, you know, and, and, uh, I don't know where I got my height. Actually, I got my height from my mother's side because mm. everybody on the, on my mother's side, the, the men are all tall, and I got my bulk from my father's side because mm. on his side they're all little tanks, you yeah. know, but they're stocky. So, so I ended up kind of with this this chassis, I guess, this frame. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Combat chassis. But growing up, I was always, you know, the little guy, <clears throat> always got bullied, always got in fights, and and so here's this here's what separated me from a lot of kids today, right? Everybody's all got all this anti-bully stuff, blah 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 blah, man. When I grew up, every, you either everybody got bullied. Yeah. Okay. And if you were my size, you you definitely got bullied by the by the other guys, right? And I had two choices: I was get beat up and go home and cry to mommy, you know. And if she comes to work to school and you know and raises the cane, but yeah. even back, even back then when I grew up, guess what? They used to paddle us. The teachers used to paddle us. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's a whole different mindset. So my my parents told me both my mom and my dad are type A's very aggressive and uh and they both always told me you know don't take no crap you know yeah basically if you get beat up you let that kid bully you i'm gonna bully you i'm gonna yeah. beat you up and come home right yeah and so they 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 took they pushed me to defend myself because they knew <clears throat> one day they're not gonna be around for me and i'm gonna be on my own right mm. and so they wanted to cultivate a certain character they knew i wasn't gonna get killed in a street fight you know especially back then um you know what's the worst that's going to happen i get a black eye a bloody mm. nose so what my feelings yeah. hurt you know yeah. um so that was kind of how i grew up and but i grew up learning how to fight back mm. and i became pretty good at it very young i've had a lot of street fights and uh and i wasn't a bully i didn't go around bullying people i just you know was able to defend myself i got a bunch of stories on that some of them are in my book um and so, and so the other thing i've learned right is so as i got bigger i you know and I got more effective, especially as I got more athletic, um, I became more confident about myself and my skills, right? So even when I was, believe it or not, when I was 164 pounds when I was a Delta Force operator. So I wasn't really that yeah. big, but guess what? I was a light middleweight Effective. boxer. I was yeah. a professional. Yeah. I was a, I mean, I had, you know, black belts. I can go on all day long. Yeah. So I was very capable at 164 pounds, even though I was smaller than the average man at that time. Even now, um, I was able to handle myself and I had a lot of confidence, you know, yeah. still wasn't a bully. Yeah. And so um, now I look at myself, you know, I, I range anywhere from 200 pounds to 226 pounds, you yeah. know, and, uh, and I can definitely handle myself. And I, and I don't go out and take advantage of people because of my size. I'm not the bully. I'm not yeah. a bully. It's not in me, but I know I fear nobody. Okay. Yeah. I fear nobody. Now, the other thing I wanted to emphasize was, we, you know, there's this talk about alpha males and beta males and blah, 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 you know, and, and there's going to be some out there going to roll their eyes. There's no such thing as a beta male. Well, actually, you know yeah, what? Is. I disagree. And I'll tell you why I disagree. I'm a professional dog trainer. I've been training canines for over 41 years on a professional level. Okay, I run a canine company in Bali, provide explosive detector dogs, narcotic detector dogs, patrol attack dogs for the hotels over there and, and the different venues. Okay, because there is a real terror threat over there. Um, 
I know dogs. I know dogs like I know human beings. In fact, because I know my dogs, I'm, I understand people even better. Remember mm. I said earlier, we are, we are social creatures, just mm. like canines. And so if, if, when you take a pack of, I'll take a, a litter of puppies that I have. In there, there's going to be alphas, and there's going to be betas, and there's going to be an omega. Mm. Okay, there's going to be the runt. And then there's going to be the top dogs and it's always the top dogs that are competing for that the leader of the pack position right and so but that doesn't mean that the betas in there or even the omega can be developed to be effective right mm. now and i and i i do this all the time um so you know my alphas yeah you know they make training a lot easier right because they've got that drive they got that a type personality yeah they, man, they want to go go yeah. go and they're easy to train man all i gotta do is just channelize that energy okay mold it like clay to yeah. get them to do what i'm what i'm to do right to train to do what i do the b types that are not quite as aggressive as the a types okay they're a little bit more laid back they still have what we call um drives right mm -hmm. i look at what kind of drives do you have right and so i develop I actually develop their strongest drive, okay, and so, and then, and then eventually, I develop the weaker drive so that there's balance. And what does that mean by drives, right? It's, it's, uh, um, for example, in the dog in the canine world, you know, there's many drives, but one of the drives is the the drive to fight. One of them is the drive to defend themselves, and the other one is the drive to hunt. Hmm. Okay, they all look the same, but they're actually all different. Yeah. And so, when you with a trained eye, you figure out which one is which, what's strong, what's weak. And then you develop them that way, and eventually you bring them all, all you know, to equilibrium. Um, that's when you have the most effective canine. Now, some dogs will not have a certain drive, right? They'll they'll be that beta that just doesn't have that. I don't want to defend myself. I'd rather roll over and give you you know my belly, and you know, and you're never going to be able to make them. You're never going to give them that fight drive that the other alphas have. Okay, mm. but that doesn't mean that dog is worthless, right? Mm. But the dog might be a good hunter, and that has nothing to do with fighting. Um, it has nothing. It, ha it has everything to do with seeking out and searching food. Hmm. Okay, so I can take that same dog and teach him to be a fighter by hunting. Hmm. Right? He'll learn that if I can hunt, it's the same, almost the same act as fighting, but it's, I'm, I'm channelizing a different direction. So humans are the same way. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something here that is probably gonna blow everybody's mind. So when I was in Delta on my team, okay, you would imagine right the whole unit's nothing but uh, you know, double alphas. A type, right? Alphas, yeah. But it's not true. Okay. It's not true because we had also guys that were our snipers and they were more B types. Oh, yeah. They were laid back, cool. They could lay down for long periods of days behind a rifle and a scope. You and want take that, that shot. What you, you want, needed, though, yeah. the guys that were up close, okay, the A types, you need the guy that had no problem getting in there yeah. with that fight drive and yeah. getting it on at yeah. close range. Okay. I looked at the snipers as kind of like, the B type, the prey yeah. drive, the hunter from afar. Yeah. You know, you have to get close and personal and fight. Yeah. That was too much. Yeah. Right. And so I had a guy on my, one of the guys on my team became a sniper eventually. Really nice guy. Very laid back. You know, he, you could not ruffle his feathers no matter how hard you tried. Yeah. And we always tried because that's all we did to each other, right? We just, because that's what we were tight. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah. Button heads and you stuff. Know? Yeah. But this guy, when they admitted he had never been in a fight. Like, what? I said, you're not even one fight, not even one fist fight in great school. There's never been a fight, never exchanged punches. Yeah. Like, wow. You know, how the hell did you get here? Yeah. But to my point, you don't have to be a fighter to be an effective soldier. Yeah. Right. You don't have to. You, we look at your other traits and your other drives. He could, he was still effective. He was actually more effective as a sniper. Hmm. There was a place in the world for him. Right. Hmm. Um, there's a movie that I was watching about, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was about a uh, conscientious objector in World War II. He joined the Army. Oh, yeah. He like it's his duty, but he didn't want to shoot nobody, yeah. right? But he wanted to be a medic. I know who you're talking about, yeah. Okay. The Medal of Honor. Yeah, Medal yeah. of Honor recipient. Yeah, yeah, I just saw that. That was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, there's a classic example, right? Yeah. Um, now, what did he have to do? He had to go in there, and he had to jump in there with a pack of wolves, a bunch of meat eaters, right? But he went in there as a kitten. Yeah. You know, he was just a little puppy, you know. He would never be the alpha. He would never be these mediators, right? He was in him. But for in, whatever a, reason. in a sense, that is a form of alpha because he never let anyone tell him to be anything other than what he wanted to be. That right. is, in a sense, alpha. He stood up to everyone and said, "I'm not doing it." If that's not alpha, I don't know what it is. But yeah, sorry, go on. No, but that's that's right. And so, you know, but he didn't he didn't meet the stereotype, yeah. right? Yeah. He didn't meet the profile of you know the the regular alphas out mm. in there. 
Um, so, you know, so the point that I'm trying to get to, I guess, here is we're not here to try to convert anybody's teenager to be, you know, a type A mediator, you know, and that's it. What we're trying to do is we're trying to develop each person based on their unique traits, their genetics, their DNA, you know, their socialization, whoever they are, try to shape that so that they become more effective with what they already have inside. Hmm. Um, that's the idea, right? Just like my dogs. I got to take what you have, what you were born with, and I got to work with that to create the best canine I have. And guess what? Every one of my canines that I've bred, every puppy, every one of them works. Hmm. Um, some are actually attack patrol dogs. Some are just scent dogs that look for explosives. Some dogs can do it all. Hmm. I have one dog that can find narcotics, explosives, and he's a great attack dog, right? I mean, he really is super dog. Yeah. And, uh, but not all dogs can be that, but they all have value, and they're all effective. They all make me money. Yeah. You know? I mean, if <laughs> yeah. they could get paid, they'd be making a lot of money. Yeah. You can't get, so I got to get the money. I yeah. Just dog. Yeah. You know, so that, that's where we're going with this, you know, and uh, hopefully that, uh, you know, kind of doesn't, you know, hopefully people don't misinterpret that we're just trying to groom alpha males. We're not. No, you know, it's we're just trying to help young men be better men. It's, be better it's to be the, it's literally to be the best person that you are. And yeah. you're like, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. If you're a beta male going into it, not a lot of beta males like being beta males. There's not some like, well, he's stuck as that. It's being a beta male and being like, whether they realize it or not, most of them do realize that there is a thirst to be like, how do I, you know, within like reason, like how do I throw my elbows and, you know, get what I want and get my place in the world? And if you do have alpha males in, in single mother households, man, you need a you need a father figure there. Like... You know, I have my mom and she's tough and my, my three brothers, but also like, thank God my dad was there. Cause at, a, at some point, you know, you have to have big daddy be like, oh, you know, okay, you, you crossed the line and oh, yeah. it puts you in your place. And again, back to what you were saying earlier, cause if you're not put in your place before you turn 18, one day someone's going to put you in your place and it's not going to be the same as being grounded. It's going to be a police officer shooting you, or it's going to be someone knifing you. It's going to be something horrible. So, or getting fired, maybe not violent. You just get fired. So. I had a stepson. So I had a stepson, right? When I, when I first got to know him, he's young and, uh, you know, he was, you know, very meek, very, you know, very passive. Um, you know, I mean, man, he was, I think seven or eight years old. He was still drinking out of a sippy cup, you know, I'm like, are you kidding me? And, uh, you know, he was, he was very, um, I don't want to say spoil, but uh, he just didn't, he wasn't, hadn't been nurtured a certain way for a while. Anyways, um, he, he got bullied all the time in school because of his appearance, right? Um, you know, he had these big, you know, the Coke bottle glasses, you know, he was Asian kind of mix and, yeah. and, and he was a little guy, you know? And so and he's a nice guy and he's quiet and people, you know, the other guys saw it as a sign of weakness, you know, and they would just jump him all the time. And I would ask him, I said, well, you know, what happens when he's, you know, when this bully, you know, he went to fight with you? He goes, I run, I run as fast as I can. I said, well, how long can you run for? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. At, at one point, do you run out of gas and he catches up with you, right? Yeah. And, so, and then what happens? You know, oh, I just keep running. And then I zig this way and I zig. That was his answer. I'm going to zig this way and I'm going to zig that way. He can't catch me. I'm like, wow. I said, what, what, what would you do if that bully attacked your mom? Would you run away? Zig and zag or what would you do? And he looked at me like, wow. Yeah, good idea. What, yeah. what would I do? Yeah. You know, now you had to think about the consequences of running maybe that's not always an option mm. and so and, and he was very um you know averse to firearms you know this so he got all this bad information you know growing up you know guns are bad and the fighting is bad blah 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 and then all of a sudden reality set and he's getting bullied and uh and so the next phase was okay well you know at no fault of your own that you you feel like that you're you know you're still a kid man um you know it's that input right input output thing and right now you're just getting a lot of bad input so what we have to do is fix that so you know we got him enrolled in karate school you know build his confidence uh, not necessarily because it's gonna make him a dynamic fighter you know it takes a long time to get mm. really good at it but at least start building his confidence start involving him in sports um where he had to play with other kids you know and be a part of this team um and then, well, I made a long story short, what finally happened was he finally grew up to loving firearms. He got into, you know, the Milsim games, you know, he had all the tactical gear, you know, and, you know, all this. Suddenly he flipped from being yeah. this little guy, beta guy that, you know, really passive, yeah. you know, to was able to stand up for himself, yeah. you know, and, uh, 
you know, and so <clears throat> you see the, the, the flip, right? And the flip came because he didn't have a real father figure there for him. Mm. And suddenly I show up and I'm this guy, right? And mm. I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, well, how fast can you run? And for how long? Yeah. You know? yeah. Because it'll be a point where you're going to run out of gas and he's going to catch you. Yeah. Somebody's going to catch you. Yeah. You know? What about you? And when I, when I brought that thing up, like, well, what about your mom? What are you going to do for somebody to catch your mom? And then he realized, yeah, you know what? Running's not always a good idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes I got to do something for someone else and I have to be selfless about it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are, you know, these are the kind of things, these lessons learned that I've drawn from all my life, you know, and I've had experience with them. Um, and there's a lot of kids that are out there like that. So I mentor a lot of kids. Um, I actually get a lot of teenagers, not a lot anymore, but I used to get a lot of teenagers that would come in from out of state, come down here to where I live in Florida just to spend a day with me, you know, hang out. Mm. Um, their parents would bring them down here. Their grandparents would bring them down here. And basically it was a day to go eat some lunch, talk, you know, talk about the army, talk about the military, you know, play the guns, you know, show the guns, you know, tell war stories yeah. and just, kind of, you know, don't touch the magic, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and the, most of every, I think almost every one of them that I remember went into the military, you mm. know, and I'm still in touch with some of them. They still call me and, you know, and they're now, you know, E5s, E6s, yeah. officers, you know, and they're going up the ranks. So, you know, they're out there and uh, sometimes they just need a little guidance and a little reorientation, mm. you know, to get them going in the right direction. You know, what's the right direction? The right direction is the direction they want to go. Yes. If they want to be better people and they want to be this, and then let's, let's help you get in that direction. Mm. You know, running from your problems, you know, and zigging and sagging ain't going to get you where you want to go. No. You know? The biggest yeah. thing, Tom, the biggest <laughs> thing, too, that any, anybody that knows anything about coaching is one of the biggest things that a that a good i should say good a great coach performance coach life coach whatever you want to title it is that they hold their clients accountable mm. that's a big word accountable and your mom can hold you accountable but when you have somebody like myself or dale kind of like watching and they respect you it has a little more Right. has a little well, more and, and we're not trying to replace their father yeah we're not trying to do that yeah what we're saying is it's a little bit different when you've got this guy you know that's that's coaching me watching and holding me accountable it's a little bit different mindset mm. and um and it's great because it works because um that's what these young men need they they need guidance but it's not a fire and forget you mm. you've got to give them guidance and then you've got to you got to maintenance them yeah. And you got to hold them accountable. Uh, just like our adult clients, I, like one of my guys, you know, I told him, I said, Hey man, you know, I, I actually texted him, uh, yesterday, you know, are you doing this? You're doing this, doing that. He's like, Oh, I forgot. You, you know what I mean? Like you've got the constantly, yeah. and that's what Dale and I do. It's not like blah, 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 blah. And you just put out all this information. Yeah. Anybody can do that. Yeah. And, and by the way, our, on our program, just, um, like Joe was saying, to hold them accountable. Um, we actually have, um tests for example when we go, we talk about physical fitness okay um i want you to see you record yourself and send me a recording of you doing you know 50 push-ups hmm. you know yeah if yeah you go, i can do 50 push-ups well then you need to keep pulling push-ups till you can i mean yeah. i do i know i got 120 push-ups every day at one time yeah you know that's just my routine no yeah. problem okay yeah. um well, you got to start somewhere. If you yeah. only do five, that's fine. You know, let's see the progress. I want to see you actually trying. You know, we'll have you filming yourself push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, whatever, right? We'll give, give you a physical fitness test, mm. um, and you're going to show us, right? Yeah. Um, and then hopefully at the end of the training, um, we'll see, you know, we'll see the progress if you're doing what you, you know, if you've committed. Um, so there's, you know, there's things we'll, you know, we'll, we'll verbally test you at the end of something. When we have a module, we'll get done training. For example, leadership. When we talk about leadership, okay, and we're not talking about just leading people, we're talking about self-leadership, okay? Um, there's going to be a lot of principles that we go through, and I want at the end, you know, in, or anywhere on the curriculum, I'm going to ask you about leadership. And mm. I'm going to ask you, you know, name off some of the leadership traits that we've talked about. You know, mm. what does it mean? You know, how do you apply those? Mm. You know, so we're going to come back, and we're going to make sure, we're going to hold you accountable, right? Mm. It's not like, you know, blah, 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 okay, next module, and you yeah. get everything, yeah. right? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to hold you to task, um, because that's because these lessons are learned that you're learning or not, or they're going to learn are not, you know, they can be perishable and perishable until you basically commit them to memory and you not only remember them, but you apply yeah, them in everything you do. Them. And that's the goal. We want you to apply all these tenets um, to everything that you do in life. 
And then if you do that, then you'll see, you'll start seeing the positive change and you're heading in the direction you want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, Dale. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and the thing is, um, a, a lot of these young men I'm sure we're going to be talking to um, really have never, and, and I'm, I don't want to say I'm assuming this, but I would be willing to bet money on it. Um, if, if their mother uh, or father are signing them up for us to mentor them, they've never seen anything like this. Hmm. They've never even heard of something. You know, and that's the sad thing. This stuff is going to be brand new to them. And, and it's not rocket scientist stuff. You know, it's just instilling, you know, morals and values and discipline and a, and a, and a thought process you know, for example, you know, win every day. And we're going to do this with our, with our, with our young clients, as well as we do with our own win every day mentality. Mm. Every day you've got to do something to win micro goal. It's actually called a micro shift. Yeah. I don't want to get into the whole psychology of it, but a micro goal is just doing something every day. I won 1%. I did this. I won 1%. I did this. I won. It becomes a mindset, a winning mindset, not lose it's, I did this today and I did this yeah. today and I did this today. Yeah. Make wow. your bet as soon as you get up. It will help. <laughs> like, Dude, I'm just telling you, this is the mindset that you need to get young adults into the winning mindset, you mm-hmm. know? And if you notice Dale and I, Dale, I don't even think he's ever said it. It's, everybody talks about the warrior mindset, right? In our community, warrior mindset, warrior mind. Okay. That is so overplayed. Yeah. It's not even funny. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, have I used it in the past? Yeah. But everybody thinks of the warrior mindset of, you know, being in the military or being in law enforcement. And, and it's, it doesn't really have a good connotation to it. Hmm. Um, it has a kind of like a black side, like, you know, aggressiveness and, and this, and that's not really what it is. Hmm. You know, uh, the warrior mindset, if you even, people want to talk about it it's just a, a psychological state that you can overcome like stress fear obstacles and keep going it has nothing to do with kicking in doors and beating people up. that that's that's not the warrior mindset that's it's it's convoluted when people mm. think about that it's like do your homework that's not what it means mm. and Dale and I really didn't use that term because in our community it's that's all people talk about in ours you know we use a very proprietary uh structure psychosoma training uh which to be quite honest with you you i'd almost guarantee you talk to 10 spec ops guys maybe one will even know what you're talking about Mm. you're exposed to that at certain levels and anyway the bottom line is um so we don't even get into using that term warrior mindset um it's just i I don't know dill if he agrees or not matter of fact i know he agrees but um it just doesn't have a good connotation and when you talk to kids the first thing they're going to hear is warrior that means fighting that means you know soldiering and and that's not what it is so we don't even use that we mm. use the term uh actually and dale came up with it it's beautiful it's just mind body engineering yeah yeah it, it means the same thing but it's it's not yeah. the same word you know so and dale came up with that and it's great and, and dale why do you he, there's actually more to just mind and body, but he, he can get into that. And I know we're kind of running short on time right yeah. now because you said an hour. Yeah. Um, but Dale, if you want to close up with that about the mind body engineering thing, and you know, I, I yeah. So there's actually th- there's three components to uh, the the program um, when you when you train people. Okay. Everybody talks about mind body spirit. Okay. Um, you know. Okay. We know what the mind is. Okay. To some degree, right? Everybody's thinking about. Oh, it's the way you think. You know, you got to think this way. You know, be positive. You're a winner. You know. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Okay. It's actually more to it than that. There's actually a a, a neurological, physiological component at play that you have to literally manipulate. Um, okay. And, and so we're gonna get into some really deep stuff here when we talk about kinetic molecular theory, metaphysics, and a whole lot of other things that are related to this thing. So it's actually not just teaching yourself to think a certain way it's also understanding um the underlying changes that are going to go on physiologically Mm. um and and psychologically and how they're going to work together to make you to improve performance all the way around you whether it's thinking or whether it's actual physical action um then the second part is the body right so if your body is not in harmony with your mind right and so if if it's not in tune then uh for me for example if i'm out of shape then mentally I'm out of shape because yeah. I feel bad about myself, right? But yeah. if my body feels good, my mind feels good, right? They they go they're symbiotic, and yeah. so so we have to talk about how do you how do you um, 
take care of the vessel, right? This the the temple. If, if you're a Christian, right? We got to take care of the temple, and uh, and uh, you know it's it's what's carrying the brain housing group. You know, funny thing is the uh, the guy Dave from Wendy's, right? The founder of Wendy's. He, he got on TV one day. Somebody asked him about, yeah. you know. Hey, you know, your hamburgers are greasy and stuff. Isn't that a bad thing? You know, people are going to get fat and die of heart my disease. Body but, ah, carries I my, my body carrying my brain everywhere, right? And then he died of heart disease. Yeah. Uh, how ironic is that, right? So, um, so what we do is we've got to teach you how to take care of your body. I'm a, I'm a naturopath. And that's kind of what I focus on as well is diet, nutrition. I explain what you're actually do, what's actually happening, especially when you take certain vitamins, et cetera, et cetera, and how does that affect your overall, um, overall systems? Um, and then the third one is um, spirit. So we're not talking about the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, you know, we're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about enthusiasm spirit. Like, yeah, bro, bro, you got this, man. Come on, show good spirit. No, nope, no, nope, yeah. none of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I talk about spirit, I'm talking about something different. And, and I won't go into too many details because this is kind of one of our, um, this is what sets us apart from, from the herd out there, right? But uh, when we talk about spirit, it's completely unrelated to those things. And uh, you'll be shocked, surprised when you find out what they really, what it really means. But it's actually the underpinning to, to success. Hmm. Um, if you understand that and you understand how to apply this, this last one to everything you do, then you basically, what you have done is you have built a mega engine and it's running at yeah, high yeah. RPMs and it's pushing you forward really, yeah. really fast. Right. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, those are the three, the three, the three tiers of, of this coaching program. And the intention here is to, again, it doesn't matter if you're, it doesn't matter who we'll coach anybody. I mean, we coach women, it doesn't matter, right? Kids, I've coached kids, women, adults, older guys, you know, younger guys, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, the, the, the premise is all is the same. Now we modify it based on who, who the audience, who's the client, you know, um, you know, but, uh, the whole idea is to give you the tools in the toolbox to make yourself a better version of you hmm. to self-actualize, to become what you envision you would like to be studies have shown um 76 percent of people in their in their twilight years as they get older um 70 76 percent when they were asked what's your biggest regret to the t all of them man i never got to really experience the things i wanted to do right i never yeah. got the stuff actualized you know i missed yeah. out on this i missed yeah. out on that you know i wanted to go skydive but i never yeah. got to go skydive you know now yeah. i'm too old no i'm not sure you're not too old but and then there was another study that uh, basically was taken and interviewed people that were literally in their last days in the bed, right? And the same question was posed to them and 100% of them were like, I didn't get to do all the things I want to do, I didn't self-actualize, yeah. right? That's the biggest regret everybody has is they did not become the person they wanted to be. They've missed out on so much. And there's a lot of reasons why that happens, okay? Um, and most of those reasons can be overcome so that you can do, you know, like Joe and I, man, I, you know, my biggest fear in life is I'm going to run out of things to do because when I run out of things to do, it's like, I'm just going to die. Like I yeah. told you before, I'm like a shark in water. I got to yeah. keep moving. Yeah. Right. Otherwise I die. So I got to keep filling this bucket up my bucket list, right? Put stuff in it. It's like, yeah. okay, I got to still fly fix one aircraft. I got to apologize for that. Yeah. I got a master guitar, you know? <laughs> so I, I put a lot of stuff in there so that, you know, after I knock out these other goals, I got one more to, I'm yeah. like guitar right now, yeah. you know, and then guitar and flying an airplane yeah. at the same time. <laughs> um, but the whole idea is, um, you know, it's when you, you, there's nothing worse than watching somebody die. And I've seen this happen where they, and I, I see this happen in my family, where they regretted that they did not get to do the things they wanted to do. And it was heartbreaking and it was maddening yeah. um, my, for me. Maya, so, I was going to say, Maya Angelou, there is no greater pain than bearing a, uh, an untold story. Yeah, great. You got to write that quote down for me. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, man, I need to be taking some notes here. Hold on. Yeah, you need to be coaching me, man. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will, yeah. But One honor yeah. of Tom Carey. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But that's, no, it, it is true. It's, you know, it's it's better to, to go into, was it Hunter S. Thompson? It is, the purpose of life is to, is to embark on a journey and then to, uh, is it better to uh, if you're a ship? Is it better to go into the rough seas and sink, or to stay safe in harbor? Yeah, it's like, yeah, cool. dude, like, yeah, you, like, you might you might die in the process, but we all die. So it's like, there's nothing right. worse than you know, it's one thing, disease or injury. There's nothing worse than seeing someone just like, nope, like I'm safe, I'm healthy, I'm uh, financially secure, but you're the so full part. of regret. The best quote ever, guys, and we can probably segue with this, is that uh, Teddy Roosevelt, Rough Rider, 
read his quote in the arena. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I know. That says it all right yeah, there. That, no, that's a beautiful one. This, when you're done watching this, yeah, yeah. Google Teddy yeah. Roosevelt's uh, quote in the arena. Yeah. It says it all yeah right. that's yeah he period. was a man that was a man they don't make guys <laughs> Ted, like teddy that. was a man's man he what was, was a, the man's man yeah he what, said it perfectly. what is that what is that historian's quote about teddy roosevelt because teddy died in his sleep he said it's it's best the grim reaper came while he was sleeping for had he been awake there would have been a fight <laughs> like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a great quote it's yeah. a great if you haven't read it it's yeah. called in the arena yeah i know what you're talking about um yeah so um Let's, I'm going to stop recording. Let's uh, wrap it up. Stop recording. Yeah, I just got a couple things to say to y'all afterwards. But um, Dale Comstock, Joe Teddy, thank you very much. I will put the links in the video and in the comments. And uh, you're doing God's work. Thank you so much, Thanks, guys. Man. Well, man. And yeah. hey, everybody that's watching, uh, you know, make sure you sign up uh, for this podcast and become a member of it. And, uh, yeah. Oh, they will. They <laughs> will. Plug it for you. And yeah. put a plug for us. Come to Tier 1 Performance Coaching on Facebook and uh, our website, uh, Tier 1 Performance Coaching. Beautiful. All right, brothers. Thank you. <laughs>